Guys, this is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. Hello. Check us out on Twitter at BK Glue Guys and that's daily.com. All made of our Brian. The trade deadline is coming right here. Mike, it's your favorite time of year. This is this is the time where you really step up your game and you really take the mantle. And the spotlight's on you, brother. Crack knuckles sound right here. Yes, <laughs> this is where I really love this, to shine. What uh, is it about get, your mind and and people and fans' minds that like yours? Walk me through what you like about trade prospects so much. Um, it is like the one true thing in sports. Like, because there's no trades in football. There are some trades in baseball, but they involve minor league prospects that you have no grasp of. NBA is the perfect situation where the math is simple enough that you can anyone can figure it out. I can't play basketball, but I feel like I can make trades just as well as anyone else. Like, just as well as... Um, you know, the GM of the Portland Trailblazers, I, I feel like I can make a trade that is better, if not just as good of, as, as like any other GM. And it I, is, yeah. it's a superiority thing. Like, you feel like you can do it. That's like your connection to the, to the, to the league. It kind of goes back into why basketball is so great at all in the first place. And it's that so few people matter so much, you know, trading one big name changes the trajectory of your franchise forever. And it's just so much fun because it's, again, the math is, like, mostly simple. Like, yeah, you have to figure out luxury tax and can this team trade with this team. That's why the trade machine's, you know, maybe the eighth greatest invention of mankind. Um, You know, polio vaccine, the wheel, um, you know, George Foreman grill. Those are up there. Trade machine, though, top eight. Top eight uh, item of all time to be created. Trade season is just... This is it. And it's already been like a thrilling trade deadline. We just, you know, you know, I get the sort of the Woj tweet notifications to my phone. Uh, I wake up. My son is screaming. Uh, my eighth month old son is screaming. He's now standing in his crib, uh, which is super terrifying mm. <laughs> that you just walk into your 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 child's room and he's just standing looking at you mm. like where the hell I, have been you here. been? I've been standing here <laughs> doing nothing. Um, but yeah. I wake up from that and I see this Woj tweet about, it's actually three of them, about the Clippers and 76ers trade, which... Does that mean overall, we're not going to get Tobias Harris next year? Is that the pro, is that is that official? What happened? Dude, I know Nets Nation, it's okay. It's really fine that you're not going to get, you may not get Tobias Harris. That mm-hmm. Tobias Harris may not be coming to Brooklyn. It's really okay. Just trust me on this one, okay? But he was, like, locked in as plan C. Like, he was like, at least we'll, we'll have Tobias Harris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was yeah. he was the thing that you could definitely rely upon. It's like if you're if you're doing a movie and you're casting your lead actor, it's like, yeah. mm, we could probably get James Marston. Like, he, mm-hmm. Tobias Harris is the James Marston of free agents. He's like, sure, talented, handsome. Um, but do you really want him leading your movie? Mm. I don't think so. You know what I'm saying, bro? Um, Speaking of which, have you noticed a precipitous lack of interest in The Irishman, the Scorsese f- film coming to Netflix in October? <laughs> Feels like nobody thought. I was just listening to the Joe Rogan podcast, and uh, that comedian, whatever the, the crazy name, I forget his name, but um, 
was talking about how he's in the movie, and he hadn't heard about it. It's like how how are people not excited about this this movie? I don't even like. I think Scorsese sucks now, and I and I'm still excited about it. When know? is it coming out? October. See, you don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. I I think it's I think people are concerned, Bry. I don't. It's one of those things where it's like, um, he's if you don't know the Irishman, Pacino, De Niro are in the movie together. Scorsese's directing. It's something Pesci. Scorsese wanted to do. Huh? Pesci too. Oh, and, oh, and Pesci too. That's the Triumph of Return of Joe Pesci, and. Um, he's de-aging them via CGI. Yeah. It's going to be a span of time movie where, you know, Pacino's like 25 years old in the movie, and then we're going to age up to 75. Have you seen Pacino nowadays? He looks like 125. That's the problem. Yes. That's the problem. He's out yeah. of life. He's out of life. Um, trade deadline. Brian, the Nets yeah. are back. The I just want to say this one thing about this Tobias Harris deal, okay? And I understand that um, Tobias Harris would be good on the Nets. No question. He would, like, improve the Nets. Fine. Yes. But my core belief is that Tobias Harris being on the Nets would not have made the Nets a title contender. And ultimately, this grand scheme, sort of long view, Sean Marks um, sort of development process is, should lead to a championship. That's the goal, right? Mm-hmm. If they max out Tobias Harris, they just throw max money at him and then re-sign Karras and D'Angelo Russell and all those people just to sort of re-up this entire team, that team's not good enough to win a, a championship. Now, like, yeah, you can accumulate assets, you can make a trade. If you sign Tobias Harris, doesn't mean that he's on your team for the entirety of his contract. Yes, you can do everything. I understand, like, your team isn't set in stone. And I know that there's not, like, another great option out there if you're not going to get the top free agents. Tobias Harris was, like, the consolation prize of consolation prizes. He is the James Marston of the NBA. I just – he – I'm not, like – I'm not crying the fact that he's probably not going to be a net now because him being, of course, traded to the 76ers. Now, I believe they hold his bird rights, and it's crucial because that they, they can sign him to whatever they want. They can give him the max and sign Jimmy Butler – and keep him with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Um, I think it's sort of like a, it's a crossroads sort of moment that it's not going to be like bad for the Nets. They, if they had gotten Tobias Harris, I don't think they would have won a championship because they signed Tobias Harris. I love Tobias Harris. Great. I've always liked him. I liked him when he was on the Magic. I don't think that like he makes this massive difference. Were you upset when you saw this? the tweets of these trades? Were you, were you down on your luck? Were you angry at the basketball guys for robbing the nets of Tobias Harris. Well, I mean, the, yeah, I mean a little bit. I was also surprised that the deal seemed um, like, I know he's like a free agent or whatever, um, but like they did not give up much for, for Tobias Harris. Um, I mean, the Sixers, I mean, uh, at least to my eye. I mean, do you think that that was like a, like it seemed like a pretty sweetheart deal for them? Well, they, so in the end, they, they paid, Basically, three first-round picks because of Landry oh, Shamit. Oh, the I deal. see. Right. Well, it's right. La- if you can't Landry Shamit as a first-round pick, which he just was, the Miami Heat's unprotected 2021, which could be awesome, could very well be awesome, and the 2020 Sixers pick, which won't be that good. Mm-hmm. So I think people are overrating that because they see the 2020 Sixers pick. That's already overrated. It's already being overrated in sort of the trade discussions. It's not going to be that good. Um, the 2021 Heat pick, though, is a nice a nice thing to have and it's just like another uh weapon sort of in the clippers arsenal when they go 
themselves when they go for these big free agents in the summer. I think it was an overpay by the Sixers, but a smart overpay because what it did was it let them bring in Tobias Harris into their team now for the ability to sign him because they would not have had the ability to sign him as a free agent unless they let go of Jimmy Butler. Now they don't have to make that decision. Now they can have both Butler, Tobias Harris, you know, Embiid and Simmons, and then they're just going to have to fill out the rest of their roster through, you know, minimum guys and J.J. Redick. I think it's a good deal for the Sixers. It's a great deal for the Clippers. So this is my concern with the trade, is that within this past week, the Nets have gone from being, you know, low-key the most attractive team to sign a free agent beyond the Lakers. And the Lakers have kind of fallen off a little bit. I mean, a lot of it. They just lost by, what, 46 points to the Pacers last night. But within a week, the Knicks have gone from a team that could sign one max free agent to a team that can sign two and that are tanking like we've never seen before in the history of the NBA. This is worse than Sixers-level tanking. This is the worst tanking ever. And the Clippers have gone from a team that, you know, we're probably going to lose a first-round pick that was going to be in the – if they're in the playoffs, they lose their first-round pick. If they're not, they get to keep their first-round pick. Now they're probably going to have their first-round pick because they're probably not going to make the playoffs. Now they can get to – two max level free agents by doing just one more trade in the offseason I think it's just like just getting rid of Lou Williams which is going to be very easy so two teams that the Nets are ostensibly competing with for max free agents have just established that they can now have two max free agent slots that is a huge problem if you're the Nets and you're really going to like go after a bunch of dudes in free agency it does change what the Nets can do in free agency but you know, there's pluses and minus to all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't think it's that big of a deal. People people were hitting me up on Twitter, Bri, being so damn mad that Tobias Harris is no longer really an option for the Nets. I don't know, man. I just don't – I've always liked him a lot. I just don't see it as a franchise-defining sort of moment. Um, mm. This is like – you know, this wasn't a sure thing. It's not like Anthony Davis leaving the Pelicans. The Pelicans are going to stink. This is – Tobias Harris would have been nice. The Nets could trade for Aaron Gordon probably in the offseason, and Aaron Gordon will do mostly what Tobias Harris was going to do. I was not that impressed when the – I feel like we played the Magic 500 times this season, (laughs) and (laughs) I have never – I've not seen what is – I mean, like, I've I've wanted him in the past, but, like, what's up with Aaron Gordon this season? Is he – Yeah, I know. I know. I think it's like we – because he hasn't been that good against the Nets, so, like, that's how I – I really only – view players of how they play against the Nets because that's mm-hmm. really the only basketball I'm watching on Which a is why basis. Which is why Ilyasova is like, whoa, got to get <laughs> <Yeah>. that guy. <laughs> yeah, max him out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I know. And, like, so Zach Lowe was talking about, not that he was reporting Aaron Gordon <clears throat> to the Nets, but he was saying Aaron Gordon would be nice on the Nets. Um, the key about Aaron Gordon is that his contract declines every year. It's not a consistent sort of $20 million contract. It actually is going to go down which is, of course, an attractive thing to have because the more you have them, the longer the contract is going to go decrease. Um, so, like, the four is such a problem spot for the Nets. Anyone who is better than a starter, like starter replacement level, is going to be a big help, but I don't really even want Aaron Gordon. You have to want someone. I understand that. Like, you're, like the Nets are going to have to make – Nets are going to have to overpay for someone or make a trade for someone to really, like, jumpstart this – 
complete rebuild process, right? Like to really finish it off on some level. I just yeah. don't – I don't really want Aaron Gordon. <clears throat> and, like, I wanted Tobias Harris, but I'm not, like, crying that he's not going to be on the team next year. Um, I'd rather the Nets target a guy who is, like, maybe 24 who they think could be the next Tobias Harris as opposed to signing Tobias Harris. Like, I want someone to grow with the team as opposed to, that, like, Tobias Harris, who's having the best season of his career, and I don't really think he's going to be better than he is now. Um, what, what are your vibes coming in trade deadline? Are you feeling this team's going to do anything? Is there anyone that you want? Is there anything that you think they should be doing? Where are you right now with your trade deadline packages? Um, you know, and this is annoying because it's not that fun of an answer, but <clears throat> we have to really like, and this is a, th- a point I made like a couple weeks back, but like, um, everyone is, I can tell they are wanting to, to level up again, want to go super saiyan too. Um, and we have to really, again, re-identify with the fact that this season has been an abnormal and aberration success, like a, like a million percent. And, you know, they have no real need to make those types of, like, what would be maybe lateral moves or whatever, or, like, those kinds of, you know, jostling for position moves. Like, that's fine. I'm assuming that's not what we're talking about anyways. Um, but, you know, that they've so prominently displayed the news of Karis LeVert coming back from injury, that's like, they're like, hey, you wanted to trade. Guess what? Your <laughs> one of your good players is coming back. I, I feel like that's the PR rollout of like, hey, you're not getting any trades, but you're still getting a cool player. You know, we already had him, but um, that's that's just sort of like my feeling. It, it doesn't seem to be any like any. I haven't noticed a blip about any like single player. You know, there's nobody out there that seems to be like on you know on the wish list really at this moment. So for me, I f- I'm embracing for a very quiet trade deadline for the Nets. Yeah. And- and I think that's the smart move to make. The the one thing I would say is like, there should be, there's big value in like the Nets making just the second round of the playoffs. Like if they made the second round of the playoffs, then they're one of eight teams that are left in the league. Success in the playoffs makes a big deal for free agents because then the, the then Kevin Durant can justifiably say, and I know they may not get Kevin Durant, but like he could justifiably say, "Wow, look at the Nets. They made the second round of the playoffs. One of the final eight teams." If I was on that team, we would probably they would probably be in the conference finals. And if you're in the conference finals, you have a shot at the NBA finals, right? Like mm-hmm. the making the first round of the playoffs, I don't you don't no one really remembers like who actually consistently makes the first round of the NBA finals for the teams that lose, right? Like last year it was like the Timberwolves versus the Nuggets and the Timberwolves got in. But then who remembers what they did in the playoffs? Who remembers what the Portland Trailblazers did against the Pelicans besides, like, suck, mm-hmm. right? So um, it's just, like, getting into the playoffs is great. If you get to the second round, there's huge value in getting to the second round. So the only reason I think they should really make a trade that sacrifices future assets for, like, the present would be to their belief that, like, if we get to the second round, that is going to really make us a big free agent destination and we're gives us a real shot at Kevin Durant. It's the opposite of the Knicks. It's the Knicks traded away everything they possibly could to become attractive to Kevin Durant, to be like, you can come here and you can get another of your best buddies, Kyrie Irving, Jimmy Butler, whoever, to come and join you in the Madison Square Garden along with, you know, a top five pick. 
the Nets are doing the opposite. The Nets are winning, <laughs> trying to win basketball games to be attractive. It's a novel idea, but... I wonder, um, <laughs> and, and that's tricky. I was talking to um, GW yesterday, and he's like, you know, the the persistence of this, like, Knicks getting free agent story is, is sort of remarkable at this point. Like, management is so obviously screwed up over there. Like, how is that... How... How does one rec- like reconcile that when you're looking to go to them in free agency? Like, h- how is it possible that these players are still like, just like, yeah, I'll be the one that like changes the management or whatever? You know, like, how, how does that work? And especially because it's like, you know, so there's that Anthony Davis father's Anthony Davis's Anthony Davis Senior's quote about the the Celtics mm-hmm. that he doesn't want his son to go to the Celtics because of how they treated Isaiah Thomas. It's like, okay, do you really want? Uh, of the same mindset, do you really want your son, if Anthony Davis is going to go to the Knicks, let's say, to go to James Dolan and the way that he lets, one, his franchise being run, and two, what happened just to Carbello Anthony a few years prior, where Phil Jackson was publicly going in the media saying negative, terrible things about Carbello Anthony to try mm-hmm. to push Carmelo out. Like, that was only, what was that, two years ago? That was only two years ago. Um, it is shocking to me. That the net that the Knicks have become, yeah, sort the, of... the default like oh they'll get two max guys. Yes, like, it's still like even in the wake of the Porzingis stuff, even in the wake of his like stay woke Knicks fans tweets, like they're just like no, we're not going to stay woke, and this is <laughs> this is just like forcing this reality to be a thing, and it's like how how is this collective delusion still possible? When I've, I keep saying this, and I'll keep saying it every time, and this isn't to say that Kevin Durant is a sellout. But if he were to go to the Knicks, he would be a sellout. Like, that would be that would be the least winning move made since Carmelo Anthony forced the trade to the Knicks so that he could get that extra year on his contract. Um, but what was oh, just we, we, missed out on the, we missed out on the Thon Maker sweepstakes. Rats. Dude, if there's Pistons one player... Are, Pistons I, I, are getting Thon Maker. Damn. Um, that is who I wanted. I, did you actually want Thon Maker? Every time I've seen Thon Maker, I'm like, this is not a, this is not going to be a guy. You know? I know, but I think you really would have juiced the Long Island Nets attendance, and that's what I'm really <laughs> yeah. focused on. Yeah. Uh, by the way, just quick, I know. Let's talk basketball for a second. Uh, the end of the Bucks game when it was like the 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 Long Island Nets were playing the Milwaukee Bucks, yeah. and Giannis was hilarious. Um, yeah. Dude, Theo Pinson, who I love, absolutely love. Like he's my second son, he needs to calm down out there. He's got too much elevation on the jump shot. That's the problem. He's too excited. If he, He's got the Darren Williams jump shot. It's too much It's too much lift. I've seen him make six no-look passes since he's played basketball for the Brooklyn Nets, and <laughs> that is six too many. And he makes them, and none of them have been successful, and I, he immediately bows his head in disgrace right after it happens. He's fired it's like up, the, dude. He's ready to go. It's showtime. How did you like Musa out there? Did you watch? Did you get to see the? I did. did I watched some Musa garbage time, dude. He looks springy AF. I'm excited yeah, about he Musa. He does. Yeah, I. You know, I was a little. I'm not down. I wasn't down on Musa, but like, Karuks's rise was so impressive, and you're like, oh, maybe, maybe Karuks is actually the star of that draft class, and Musa is just gonna like not be ever that good because he just he didn't look all that great, but he's only 19, but he's springy, as you're saying, like he. He is a ball handler at that height and pretty damn athletic. Um, I think he, I, I don't ever think he'll be a four just because he, he looks so damn like he, he, it's not even that he's frail. He doesn't seem that interested in, 
And like Karuks is interested in mucking it up. Musa does not seem that interested in that. He seems way more interested in like handling the ball, running pick and rolls, and shooting threes. That's where his mindset's at. Mm. Um, well, he's a lot. I mean, he's like really. He looks very light. You know, he's, he seems like a very. Um, he's a, he's a gazelle. He's he's a very light, springy player. So I don't know. He's buoyant. He's buoyant. Will. Yes. Um, child. Yeah. So I it's it's going to be. I mean, we have what like twenty eight hours or whatever. You know, recording this at eleven thirty whatever 28 27 more hours until the trade deadline so everybody i gotta go love you bye close it out mike have fun <laughs> very quick pod today um thank you brian for being on as long as he could he's got some stuff he's working on uh in the background that he cannot discuss at the moment but he's working on it of course we're gonna be monitoring all the people you have to monitor in the trade deadline go to netsdaily.com they're gonna be updating constantly as rumors are coming out or as possible train may happen we'll have analysis as soon as possible, right on netsdaily.com. Um, we'll see what the Nets do. I mean, this is a very interesting deadline in revealing Sean Marks's thinking. Is that this is the, really the first time that he's had to make a choice between winning now or winning in the future. Every decision he has made up until this point has been to win in the future. It's whether giving these huge uh, contracts to restricted free agents, hoping that, you know, overpaying them, hoping that they will come. Uh, trading for D'Angelo Russell, taking on a bad contract to get D'Angelo Russell, drafting guys who are maybe injury concerns and you know just needed to be worked out a little bit because he doesn't need them to contribute right away. This trade deadline is the first time where he has to decide, do I make a move that actually hurts future assets to improve right now, to improve and improve your chances of, one, getting in the playoffs because that's not guaranteed as we've seen in this little losing rut, um, and two, doing better in the playoffs than you probably could have if you just stick with the same team right now, if you don't improve anywhere else across the board. Um, I suspect that the most that the Nets would do would improve in a very minor way that doesn't really affect their trade assets in terms of draft picks or young players, um, and that doesn't impact their cap sheet next year. I could see them making a trade where they do take on some salary for next year if they like the guy. As of now, I don't think I but I don't I just don't think it's going to happen. Like they could get into the to the mix for some of these bigger trades to get a draft pick. Like if the Pelicans want to get rid of Solomon Hill within this Anthony Davis trade, the Lakers probably don't really want Solomon Hill. The Nets could butt their way into that take Solomon Hill on to get a draft pick. That's sort of their old way of thinking before they were contending for the playoffs and before they were contending for, you know, max level free agents. I don't think that's going to happen. That's the only type of deal I really see beyond like a real fringe sort of improvement rotational piece, you know, probably at the four spot, right? But again, check netsdaily.com every minute of this next day. Be checking Twitter at BK Glue Guys. We'll be updating our stuff as we see stuff coming in. And uh, we'll have a pod to your ears as soon as possible possibly an emergency pod if something major happens. Thanks for listening. Yeah, boy!